That's right, it's a spontaneous edition of the Defying Gravity Podcast, a Magnus Effect Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Smith, Commissioner, Overlord, General Manager, President of Baseball Operations, President of everything New York Yankees, and I'm here to give three takeaways as we head in to the trade deadline, which is scheduled to take place this Friday. I do have some thoughts, some trade deadline related, some not trade deadline related. And it's funny because I'm sitting here waiting to pick up my brother from a party. And he does this thing where he says, oh, I'll be done at 11. I say, okay, that's fine. And, you know, he knows I have an early day tomorrow, as I normally do. I get up like, I don't know, 6, 6.30. And... He then says, oh, you know what, uh, I, I'm at this party, there's this ping pong tournament going on, make it 11.30. I say, alright, we're pushing it, but okay. Like, I'm already getting barely seven hours as is, and I'm one of those I need eight hours to operate kind of guys. So I get in my car at 11.30, I leave, and he says, oh, no, you know what, this tournament's still going on. It's still going on. I, I need a little bit more time. So at this point, I, I'm getting furious. So... Instead of putting a hand in my wall out of pure frustration, like I do with this league a lot, I figured that I voice my frustrations or just talk and vent to you guys for 15 minutes and, and see if that does me any good. So, three takeaways. And these are completely random. I looked into some things. I'm just noticing some stuff, and I figured, oh, why not? So the first thing that I want to take away here is Robert Hassel is going to be the best player dealt at the deadline. That's my prediction. I mean, Robert Hassel is basically doing what I thought he could do. And if you guys were paying attention, this was the guy that I was planning on acquiring at the uh, around spring training of this season. And frankly, he's the reason that I traded away Yairo Palmaris. I thought I had a deal pretty much almost done with Daniel. That did not happen, evidently. And he ended up going to a team in the Angels that we thought would be good, but have sucked beyond belief. Just underperforming players across the board. Just not the best grouping of players. And they're really down bad right now. They were a lucky team the past couple of years. I think we can all agree on that, but it has gone way in the other direction now. And they're at a crossroads. They've got two players, Nolan Arenado, Robert Hassel. Nolan Arenado, Robert Hassel. Nolan Arenado, Robert Hassel. Those are the two guys you got to pay attention to because maybe besides Zach Kristoffic, I don't know if there's anyone else that this team has that other teams want. Maybe, maybe Shed and PV House. Shaden, Shadon, Shadon, PV Hops. Right? But it's mostly Robert Hassel. And Hassel's interesting because he's only 28. He's going to be 29 soon. But he is a terrific, I mean terrific bat. He hits both lefties and righties. And he can play the outfield. Now, California has used him as a DH. 
And it's not necessarily the best defensive team in baseball. They're 11th in the American League in defensive efficiency. So he is primarily a DH. He is fragile. Um, he has dealt with a pretty nasty injury during spring training, a bone marrow edema in his... Uh, well, how about this? It says in his knee, but then if you look at the body part in his injury history, it says right hand. So not sure what that one's about. Um... But he's under contract for a few more years. A very reasonable contract. He's going to be 29. and He's cost-controlled through, it looks like, his 29, 30, age 31 season. You know, $22, $23 million. Very reasonable. Have you looked at his stat line? I mean, Robert Hassel is on pace to be one of the top five players in the American League in terms of war. His slash line, 368, 449, 724 which is good for 1173 OPS. That's a 207 WRC+. Now, we have to acknowledge this is a 428 driven bat bill. And his walk rate is not that much higher than what it's been in the past. His isolated power is 355. I mean, this is like a historic, historically awesome, fantastic year. And the Angels, frankly, they need a little bit of a reset button here, in my opinion. They have no prospect of note. They're one of four teams without a top 100 prospect. And they do have sizable financial commitments already in the form of a $159 million payroll. $160. So that's 10th in baseball. And... They've got some money to spend next year, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they keep hassle. But if I just look at the rest of this team, and I look at some of the budgets that other teams are going to have next year, the Yankees, for instance, are going to have upwards of $90 million. The Cardinals are always going to have money to spend. I don't know if the Twins are going to have a whole lot of money to spend after this international free agency spending spree. I mean, they probably will. I need to check. And knowing them, they probably will. But... This is a team that is not a move or two away from competing, okay? Um, Israel Baroa, Israeli Baroa, rather, has been a complete disaster. And that's really the case with this entire pitching staff. I mean, they're 14th in FIP. They are 14th in total runs against in the American League. So this pitching staff needs a lot of help. And like I said, there's no prospects to speak of that are coming up and you feel supremely confident that they'll be able to step in. So I, I think Hassel is absolutely going to be the hottest name at the deadline. Now, I, I know Dave, he's going to want the, the moon for him. And I, understandably so. Understandably so. I don't know what teams would be in the market for that kind of player. I mean, listen, as long as Jarrett is running Atlanta, I think there's always the possibility that he goes all in. I don't know if he has the prospects to do it. He does have some good he does have some good ones, but I don't know if he has the premier, premier ones that uh, that Dave would be looking for, uh, basically. The one team that keeps coming to me just as I look at this is what about the Phillies? And I know that that sounds very out of left field, but that's the whole point, because he's a left fielder. Uh, no, all kidding aside, though, 
the Phillies are in an interesting position here. They're fifth in runs scored in the National League. Their pitching has been subpar. But I don't know if there are pitchers on the market this deadline where it makes sense for the Phillies to go all in on the pitching. I think rather than go with Alex Kirilov as the DH, I think if they go out and get Robert Hassel and just add him to what has been a pretty good offense, you absolutely could see a scenario where maybe they take over the Hammers. Um, the Hammers have dealt with their fair share of injuries so far this year. Caleb Ferguson's still out for a couple of months. Um, the Phillies are relatively healthy, all things considered. They have Corbin Carroll coming back in a couple of days, which is not nothing. Um, Jorge Valenzuela, same thing. He's been, you know, very solid so far this year in 52 games. He went down with um, an injury about a month ago. So if they add Robert Hassel to this lineup, that's a massive addition. A massive, massive addition. Now, look, there's always the possibility that the Nationals come in and make a, a move, but does Craig have the guts and the gall to go out and get that player? Does he have the bravery to give up Tony Aguirre, Joe Myers, whoever else, right? The Great fart dick. I mean, that's really the only reason I brought up the Nationals. But my point is there are so many teams that need a bat, right? I think... This league is full of very talented pitching, and the hitting, as we've seen in the drafts, has not been there, at least to start out with. You know, as we go through player development, I think that's where more bats come around than the arms. But overall, I, I do think there's a bigger need and demand for really good hitters in this league, and thus I think um, I think Robert Hassel is going to be the top guy. So that's that's number one. Number two, RJ Coelho is definitely the arbitrage Danny Alvarez in MEB. Like, if we did fantasy baseball, RJ Coelho would be the guy that I would recommend going with like three or four rounds later in fantasy drafts than Danny Alvarez. I mean, they're both splits guys in very different ways, though. Very different ways. Um, so I really like Archiquella. If you look at what he's doing, he's going to be near the top of the leaderboard in the NL in war, which I admittedly did not see coming. And I was very skeptical that this profile would hit in left field. I thought that you'd have to be a center fielder for this to work out. But, uh, when you hit as well as he has and just go look at his slash line, it's, it's kind of like, what, like, how did this happen? He said 377. With a 384 BAPIP, which honestly is not that crazy for him. And he's not hitting against lefties, but he's absolutely demolishing righties. And he's hitting third in the Pirates lineup, which might say more about the Pirates than Coelho. But in any event, um, Coelho is really interesting. Now, I, I don't think Santos is going to trade him. I don't even think Coelho has a year and a half of service time yet. In fact, he doesn't. Only a year and 21 days right now. So unless you're willing to give the same price that you might give up for Hassel, who's older and, and more expensive, it might literally take the same exact package to get Coelho. And I would not do that. But, I mean, the Pirates should enjoy this while they can. I don't know if this keeps up. 
I mean, if Coelho gets to the nine home runs like he's projected to, if he gets to 160, 160 games, <clears throat> honestly, nine home runs from RJ Coelho, you'll take that. You will 100% take that. So that's, that's another thing. The third thing is that the Giants, the Giants, in the most weird way, are incredible. They're absolutely incredible. They're ninth in run score in the National League, first in runs against. Their starters ERA, first. Their bullpen ERA, first. Their team FIP, first. Their pitching war, first. All in the National League, they're first. Strikeouts, second. Defensive efficiency, second. This is the strangest first place team that's really good I've ever seen. Because this lineup really has not hit yet. And I understand they're in a very big ballpark. But, like... Can we just, like, acknowledge that Carlos Correa is literally this team's shortstop? Like, he is literally their shortstop. He's played 80 games for them. He's, like, basically 100% below league average defensively at shortstop. And yet, they are still one of the best defensive teams in baseball. Like, that is incredible. Um, they have made a lot of under-the-radar moves. Very similar, actually, to how the real-life Giants do things. That have contributed to this team. Like, I don't really think anyone was talking about Luis Soto as a top-tier prospect. And he's only on pace for about one and a half war this year. Um, but he's hitting 127 w WRC+. Plus. He's a plus-plus defensive first baseman, although the numbers haven't really been there so far. Um, so he's an interesting guy that's come up out of nowhere. Johnny DeLuca... He did this last year with the Rangers where he kind of surprised, but he's been an above-average hitter this year. Um, there's just so many, like, various players where you're just like, where did you come from? And somehow they're doing things that the real-life Giants do. Like, they find these guys out of the woodworks that no one else wants, and they're just chugging along. They got a six-game lead on the Dodgers. A six-game lead. Now, I know that the Dodgers are not healthy right now. And I know the Diamondbacks have been underperforming. But I just had to give a shout-out to the Giants for what they're doing. And their pitching staff, if you look right now, not a single pitcher in that five-man rotation that's listed as six, but it's really five. The highest ERA is 2.86. 2.86. I mean, that's incredible. And I will go so far as to say, if this keeps up, the Nationals, just kidding. No, not, not, not the Nationals. I, was gonna, I meant to say the Giants. The Giants, the Giants are going to win the National League pennant. Boom! That's a show. That's a show. But it was going to be quick. I just wanted to rumble and ramble for a little bit. My brother's like, hey, where are you? Where are you? Uh, you know what, brother? You can you can wait. You can wait a few minutes. I had to get this podcast in. But that'll do it for this episode of Defying Gravity. Thank you for listening to my rumbling, my soliloquy. We'll see you guys next time.